You're listening to Star Wars The Saga Continues. Your hosts, Kyle Avery and Tim Jirasi, are scouring the Holonet for news and bringing you all of the latest updates on the future of the Star Wars universe. And the future is bright indeed, so we invite you to join us on this exciting journey as the saga continues. Always in motion is the future. This is just the beginning. You'll find I'm full of surprises. It's not over yet. No. There is another. Hello, Star Wars fans. You're tuned in to Star Wars The Saga Continues, your podcast for everything related to Star Wars Episode 7 and other new movies and other exciting new projects coming up in the Star Wars universe. I'm your host, Kyle, and as always, I've got my co-host, Tim, with me. How are you doing, Tim? Hey, Kyle. Doing good. Better than I was on the last episode. (laughs) Yeah, with the uh, Clone Wars being ended. You know, I don't know. I think I'm starting to be more not okay with that um i've started kind of feeling more negative towards it since the last time but i don't know we'll, uh, yeah i know what you mean it's like the more you hear about it, the more like bad it seems like it's getting with the whole series but yeah i guess that old saying uh time heals all wounds <laughs> i guess it's the initial announcement it's i'm getting a little better i guess more accepting of the situation even though i might not like it just like accepting the fact that it's probably how it's going to be unfortunately yeah i don't know i, I come, kind of went the opposite direction because when it first came out i was like oh you know i guess i'm okay with that you know we had five good seasons and at least we're getting more bonus episodes and now i'm like yeah, but I really wanted to see them do an episode about this and this and this. I mean, one of the things that's kind of making me more upset about it, I don't know if we mentioned this on our last episode, but there have been rumors going around. Um, I think we might have mentioned this before, but there have been even sort of more prominent rumors lately that these bonus episodes that they've promised us that we're supposed to be in season six and that we're still going to get to see, uh, that it's only going to be two story arcs. And I mean, I I kind of figured that we weren't going to get like an entire season six, but at the same time, I was kind of hoping for a little bit more than just two story arcs, especially because I mean, part of the thing for me is I want it to be a surprise. I want to be like, oh, what cool new stories do they have in store? But there aren't going to be any any surprises if they only do two story arcs, because one of them is going to be the Clovis arc that got pushed back from season five. And one of them is most likely going to be the story arc that Dave Filoni showed the little preview clip from with the clones and Anakin and those other two Jedi. So I don't know. It's like as much as I want to see those episodes and it would be cool to see them, it kind of, you know, takes the fun out of waiting for the surprise to see like, Oh, okay. What other stuff were they going to have in season six that we'll still get to see? It's like, Oh, well we already know what it's going to be. So maybe, maybe if it does end up being just two story arcs, maybe it'll be like the Clovis arc and they're still considering that part of season five, maybe. And then two more new story arcs from season six. I'm kind of, I don't know, having my fingers crossed that that's at least what we get, but I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I know exactly what you mean, especially two off going off of that possible rumor of there only be two, two arcs left. Also here too, that it's possible, like even episodes, they were close to being finished, but not quite finished. That, they're never going to get finished now. They're just going to leave behind. And I think I've heard too, one of them was going to be the, the new Boba Fett arc, which is kind of supposed to close that story arc out with him, kind of get his Mandalorian armor, Slave One, and then even supposed to tie in stuff with Aura Singh and Cad Bane. But 
looks like that might not be part of the bonus content now. So it's like, he said, like, still everything you hear about is just more depressing and depressing news about what we're going to see with the remaining Clone Wars episodes. But yeah, it's, I kind of just kind of expect like any news that we get now, just kind of expect it not to be something that's going to be satisfying. So I don't know, just I'm kind of in the mindset now. Yeah, I'm disappointed, but I'll just take whatever they get now because the initial disappointment is already set in and I'm not expecting any more good to come out of the Clone Wars front now, unfortunately. So, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I was kind of kind of optimistic about it initially just because, you know, I was like, oh, more episodes. But then it's like, oh, well, it's not even going to be that many. And I know it's like it's like I was OK with it at first. But the more we hear about it, the more it seems like, you know, it's kind of maybe not as good of a situation as I thought it was at first. But yeah. I don't know. You know, that's the thing that sucks about it is there's nothing we can do about it. It's, you know, it's done anyways. And uh, I mean, people are still writing letters and trying to make petitions and stuff. Mm-hmm. But when Dave Filoni said that they were still going to release bonus content, it sounded like he was pretty much addressing that. Um, and mm-hmm. yeah, I think he mentioned in that video that he posted, he was like, I know some of you have written letters and, you know, started petitions and stuff and you want to see the show continue. And don't worry, there's still going to be more episodes. So it's like they already know that the fans want to see more and, um, you know, it just sounds like this is pretty much all we're getting in response to all the, you know, people that are trying to keep the show alive. Not saying that it would hurt for anyone out there that still wants to try to write letters or do any of that kind of stuff. I mean, you know, keep showing support for the show, but it sounds like at this point they, you know, they know there are people out there that support it and they're going to give us a little bit more, but it's pretty much done. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think it's cool that people are still doing that. But at the same time, too, I don't think it's really going to, it's not going to change anyone's mind over at Lucasfilm and Disney because they already have their plan all set. And like you said, it's not like, I never seen an instance where a show got canceled and was brought back for with letter campaigns or anything. I'm sure there's some examples out there, rare few ones, but I've never seen one, at least the show that I was interested in be brought back. So I don't know. I think it's cool that fans are still doing it, but unfortunately, I don't think it's going to amount to anything. But yeah. we'll see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll see. Hopefully I've proven wrong. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, um, I wasn't even planning to start off the episode talking about that. We spent most <laughs> of the last episode talking about it, and we'll probably get to talking about it again on our next episode because uh, we had said that for this episode we were going to do uh, Clone Wars Season 5 recap. That's not actually what we're going to be talking about today, but we will have – another episode about that in about a week or so and we have a guest lined up to come on and talk about that with us but uh first tim and i just wanted to get back on here and record another episode for you guys and actually uh, the main reason we wanted to do an episode today is we have our first pieces of fan mail to share with you guys uh we have a couple people who you know got in contact with us just to uh, share some thoughts about the show So, um, you know, Tim, you said you got a message from a friend of yours on Facebook who had some feedback about the show, right? Um, Yeah, this is coming from uh, Paul Herman, who's a friend of mine on Facebook. And he basically wanted to kind of get our thoughts and opinions on something that he thinks of as far as the whole Thrawn trilogy being canon now still regarding moving ahead to episode seven. He says um, he really thinks that for some reason, he has a feeling that that's still going to remain canon just because it's the first big EU story and it's really well-received and a lot of fans look to that. So it's like probably one of the best Star Wars EU books out there because it just added so much to the whole Star Wars mythology as far as the future of the Skywalker and Solo family. So he just has a feeling that it's still going to be remain 
in canon with despite what they're going to do in episode seven, eight, and nine. I just kind of wanted to get our thoughts about that as far as if we think that's still going to remain canon or not. And for me personally, I don't think it's going to be as well received as that uh, trilogy was. Um, I just think the whole EU is going to be wiped clean where if it fits in, if you can make it fit in some way, great, but they're not going to be tied down to anything in the EU. I mean, I think that it's possible where maybe they can take some characters from it, like maybe Jason and Jaina Solo or Anakin Solo, like their kids, they could possibly be the same characters, but I don't think we're going to see the same storylines at all, and particularly from the Thawne trilogy. I just think the movie is just going to be a fresh start, and anything in the EU, if it fits, great. If not, they don't really care about it. <laughs> so that's my take on the whole Thawne thing. It's probably even as good and as well-received as it is. I think it's going to be wiped away. <laughs> Sorry, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it was interesting from what you were reading that uh, Paul was asking is it sounded like he was maybe not necessarily asking if they were going to adapt the Thrawn trilogy, but just if they were going to sort of leave it and, you know, let it have its place in canon, um, which I could maybe see them doing. I mean, you know, it obviously depends on what George Lucas wants to do and what Michael Arndt and J.J. Abrams and all those guys want to do with it. But, yeah, I could maybe see a scenario where they don't retcon the Thrawn trilogy. You know, I, I definitely don't think, in fact, I'm pretty sure they've already said that they're not going to adapt it, that it's going to be, um, you know, a totally new story. I think that's still coming from treatments that George Lucas wrote. Um, but, you know, if if Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher and Harrison Ford are coming back and they're playing, you know, 60-year-old versions of their characters or whatever, I mean, there's still definitely room in between episode six and seven for the Thrawn trilogy to be in there. And, yeah, like you said, um, it was kind of the first big EU thing, but it also got George Lucas's blessing. Um, I actually haven't read the first book, Heir to the Empire. Uh, I haven't gotten around to reading the whole thing yet, but I do have the recent, like, 20th anniversary special edition that came out. And I read the introduction that Timothy Zahn wrote, and he was talking about sort of the process of going back and forth with Lucasfilm and um, him being like a young science fiction writer and getting the huge responsibility of like writing the first big Star Wars book. And I'm pretty sure he said in there that, you know, he had contacted George Lucas and was talking about, you know, what he could and couldn't do with the universe and stuff like that. So, I mean, this is definitely something that George is aware of. This isn't some like obscure comic that he's just going to go stomp on without thinking. I'm sure for all the people, you know, directing and writing and producing this movie that this storyline is probably somewhere in the back of their minds and that even if this isn't what episode seven is going to be about, that, yeah, they might at least consider it. Maybe they'll make a reference to it, um, especially, you know, we won't have seen these characters for 30 years. Maybe it'll be like in episode four when Obi-Wan says, or, you know, when Luke says to Obi-Wan, oh, you fought in the Clone Wars? Maybe somebody will say to Luke, you know, oh, you fought Grand Admiral Thrawn or something like that. So... Um, you know, or maybe it could be one of those things like what George Lucas has done with the Clone Wars too, where he'll take something from the expanded universe that somebody else wrote and sort of incorporate it in there, but put his own spin on it at the same time. Um, you know, whether it's like the Mandalorians and Death Watch or, um, you know, the, the Republic Commandos or something like that. It's like, you know, we see those things incorporated into the show, but it's maybe not the same thing that everybody was expecting or not, um you know, not exactly the way it was in the EU material. So, uh, you know, maybe they'll bring in some elements of that, but, you know, maybe Han and Luke and Leia will have different kids and they won't be the same kids that they've been throughout the whole EU, but they could still reference certain events from different EU stories or something like that. So, I mean, like I said, 
nobody really knows at this point except for the people making the movie and we'll just have to see when it comes out or at least when we get a synopsis or something like that to see you know what characters are going to be in it and what story material they're working from but i definitely think there's room in there for them to take something like the thrawn trilogy and um you know maybe use parts of it or at least kind of leave it and let it have its place in canon without having to you know totally overwrite everything that's already been there but you know who knows we'll see what they do with it yeah i think that's probably the best case scenario just where not even to mention anything that would contradict it but i don't know i just depending on when exactly the George Lucas's treatments for seven, eight, and nine, like the initial story ideas is when he thought of that. Was it in the beginning when he was making a new hope? Or is or was it kind of more later on after he finished the prequel trilogy as, as far as like when he really set the story for how he wanted it to be for the next trilogy with seven, eight, nine? To me that has like a if it's before, like during episode four when he was making that, I don't think there's gonna be too much of like things that would connect it to the Thrawn trilogy at all, since that was obviously before the book was written. But then if it was like he had certain ideas he's taking from that time and just really developed the main story plots for all three movies after he finished uh, the prequels, then maybe he maybe could have thought of something where, okay, I remember this from the Thrawn trilogy or I'm going to take certain things from that and maybe incorporates episode seven. So I don't know. I think it kind of depends on when exactly he uh, wrote these story treatments for seven, eight, and nine as far as someone that'll have any connection at all to like any of the EU stuff in particular, the Thrawn trilogy. Cause like we said, that's kind of the one where the really the first big EU story that had his blessing on there. So it is interesting to think of how much Lucas regards that story now, as far as his own personal canon, I guess you could say if it had any effect at all on those treatments for seven, eight, nine, I yeah, guess we'll find and, out. Well, and like you were saying, you know, if he wrote treatments earlier, then obviously it wouldn't have anything to do with that. Unless, you know, maybe he had those characters written into his treatments and, you know, told Timothy Zahn, hey, I'm not going to make 7, 8, and 9, so go ahead and write a book about this. True, yeah. Um, you know, I'm not sure exactly. But I think, I mean, we've kind of heard conflicting reports. Like, there have been rumors for years that George originally wrote, like, 9 or even 12 treatments or scripts or whatever, but then, you know, he denied that he was ever going to make more than 6. Um and then recently, I think we talked about this on one of our last couple episodes where there was an article where he was talking about the process of, you know, sort of his decision to sell the company to Disney and things like that. And, um, you know, he was talking about developing treatments for seven, eight, nine specifically because that would sort of like increase the company's sale value. And he was going to say, you know, hey, Disney, I'm going to come up with these stories and then I'll sell the company to you guys and let you guys make the movies. And, uh, so, I mean, that kind of made it sound like he almost wrote new treatments just kind of in the past couple of years or so. But then I also thought, well, maybe he took treatments that he had written back in the old days and kind of dusted them off and maybe made some adjustments or tweaks to them or something like that. Um, so, you know, if, if he's working off of a treatment that he wrote back in the seventies, but, you know, took a look at it now and decided to make some changes to it, he definitely could sort of modify it to allow for some of the uh, EU and the Thrawn trilogy and stuff that's come out since then. Yeah, I mean, it's all speculation at this point, but um, I'm curious to see what you, what your gut says. Is, do you think it'll be something that'll just get completely wiped away once 7, 8, 9 are out, or do you kind of think maybe that'll be the one EU story that can possibly still be in canon? <sighs> you know... Um, I, I kind of feel like it might be, like I said, kind of what he's done with the Clone Wars, where he sort of tries to reconcile that with his own vision. 
So I don't think they'll, I definitely don't think they'll tie themselves down to it. Um, but you know, if the Thrawn trilogy fits with what they happen to want to do, then maybe they won't retcon it at all. But I could also see a situation where they maybe retcon parts of it, but then to make up for that, they also maybe like directly reference something from that to say like, Hey, okay. You know, maybe Han and Leia have different kids or this character or that character isn't exactly the same as they were in the EU, but there was a grand admiral Thrawn or person X, Y, Z. Um, so that, you know, some of that EU material is still there and people don't feel like it's been totally wiped away. Yeah, I think that'd be the best case scenario, but I'm going to have the more negative take on it. I think it's everything in the EU is going to be wiped clean. I'll be shocked. I'll be shocked if we get any references from the prequel trilogy, or I would at least hope the original trilogy, but I'm just getting the feeling that this whole trilogy is going to be a fresh new start where there's just going to be very small references so possibly just only the original trilogy, since we're expecting Luke Han, and Leia to be in it. So it makes sense to hark it back to some of the stuff that happened in episodes four, five, and six. So other than that, I just think it's going to be a fresh new slate on Star Wars with the sequel trilogy. So I think it'd be cool if they mentioned certain things. But with the EU, I think that's so low on the priority for like J.J. Abrams and Michael Arndt. And depending on Lucas's treatments had anything to do with it, we'll see if they make it in there. But I, don't know, I just think... I just hope that what happens is that they don't do anything to contradict certain things so fans can kind of have their own continuity as far as what happened between episode six and episode seven. So <laughs> I'm just on the take that, expect the negative part of it, <laughs> or don't, don't expect anything to be part of, any part of the EU to be part of episode seven, eight, nine, or the new trilogy. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, I definitely don't think they're going to incorporate much of the EU into it. Like I said, they might make some references to things that have happened between six and seven, but I'm not, I'm definitely not expecting like, you know, an EU adaptation of some novel or something for the main oh, yeah. storyline yeah. of episode seven. But I mean, I guess more than anything, I'm taking just the kind of wait and see approach because I think if it's what they, you know, if it's what they need to do to tell the story that they want to tell, then they will you know, wipe away the EU and come up with totally original characters and totally original storylines that don't fit with anything else. Or, you know, if the EU happens to fit with the story that they're telling and there's room in between episode six and seven for some of those other stories to take place, then they'll just leave it as it is. Um, but, you know, like I said, it just depends on whatever story they're deciding to tell and we don't know what that is yet. So it's all speculation at this point. Yeah, exactly. But um, I was just thinking too, they really don't have to contradict anything with like that portion of this EU timeline because episode seven is going to be like easily take place like 30 to 40 years after episode six, just depending on the ages of like Han, Luke, Leia, if they're going to be in the new movie, which we all expecting they will. So the thought truly doesn't take that long after uh, return of the Jedi. So there has the potential not to mess that up, but I just think, Kind of like what you said with in A New Hope where they mentioned the Clone Wars and all that. I think if they do mention something that happened between episodes six and seven, it'll be something completely new and not just something that they're taking from the EU or whatever. I just think they're going to do whatever ideas that either Michael Arndt had or George Lucas had is what's going to be like some flashback reference or something. I don't know, but I think if they are going to mention anything that happened in the past, it'll be something completely new. That's just the feeling I'm getting with it. Yeah, possibly. I mean, I think there will hopefully at least be some references to the original trilogy. And, I, you know, what? I think there's room for them to make references to, pre to the prequel trilogy, too. Um, because, you know, if Luke's building up yeah. his new Jedi Order, he can talk about, you know, not repeating the mistakes of the old Jedi Council and things like that. 
Um, so, I mean, again, it's all just speculation at this point. We don't know what the movie's going to be about yet, but, you know, I mean, there's, there's a ton of room for them to do totally new stuff, but there's also a lot of room for them to, you know, incorporate or at least leave alone some of that EU material. But I think that's part of the thing that's so exciting about it for me is like with episode, with, with the prequel trilogy, we knew pretty much what it was going to be about, um, you know, even before like the trailers for phantom menace and stuff it's like we might not have known about the trade federation and you know darth maul and all that kind of stuff but you knew that the whole trilogy was gonna be the fall of the jedi and the fall of the old republic and the rise of the empire and anakin skywalker becoming darth vader um because that's what it had to be to tie into the original trilogy because it takes place before the original trilogy but the original trilogy was made first and now that we have a sequel trilogy being made after the originals and that takes place after the originals, it's like they can just go off in whatever direction they want from there. So I'm really excited to see what they come up with. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, stuff, I think stuff like the New Jedi Order with like Chewie dying and all that, that's definitely EU stuff that will probably be definitely changed. If any main characters are going to die in the new trilogy, it'll be totally new. I think that's one thing we can count on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I would hate to not see Chewie in the new movies. Yeah, same. Yeah. Especially Han's going to be in it. Yeah, I don't know if Peter Mayhew will be able to come back and play him because he, like, walks around with a cane nowadays. But, um, you know, you got to have that Wookiee sidekick in there. Definitely. And yeah. if you're going to kill him off, do it in the movie and don't just be like, oh, yeah, he got crushed by a moon back in book 23. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be the way they mentioned <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's that's part of the reason I don't keep up with the EU after Return of the Jedi all that much is there's just so much material out there that I'm like, I don't know how I would keep up with all of that. Yeah, at first I always wanted, I read a few books, but there were so many I couldn't. And I was like, man, I really want to know all this story that happened after Return of the Jedi. But now it's the announcement of the new trilogy is kind of like, okay, maybe it's kind of good that I didn't read everything. Right, <laughs> so that right. way I don't have a set uh, mind frame of what happened afterwards. So yeah. it's kind of a good thing. Yeah, no, I've read I've read Kevin J. Anderson's uh, Jedi Academy trilogy, and I like that one. And like I said, I'm still planning to read Heir to the Empire, and if I like that, which I'm hoping I will because everyone says it's really good, then I might read the rest of the Thrawn trilogy after that. But aside from that stuff, I mean, I don't really need to read everything that's in the EU in that time period, especially because, like you said, a lot of it could be in danger of getting retconned or, you know, totally wiped away or whatever, so... Um, I think after I finish that stuff, I'll just be waiting for episode seven to come out. There you go. Hopefully it'll be a good lead in towards it. <laughs> if it yeah. remains intact. But anyway, uh, so Paul, thanks for your, uh, question and your feedback. Um, you know, got us talking for a good while on that. That's always, uh, you know, cool to speculate on what those new movies are going to be about. Um, and then I've got another email here from Dane Haji. I think I'm saying that right. Um, he says, Hey guys, first off, I want to say that I love the podcast and I really like what you guys are doing, but I wanted to ask you guys a question. And before I go on, I should say this is not going to happen whatsoever, but it's pretty much a given that some, if not most of the original trilogy cast will be appearing in episode seven and everyone is speculating about what the story will be and how much time has passed between six and seven and things like that. But my question to you guys is what do you guys think would happen if episode seven didn't include the original cast and had nothing to do with the Skywalker family and was set farther in the future with a new set of characters? In essence, with episode seven, Disney hit a metaphorical refresh button on the whole franchise and made what they wanted to make far away from what Lucas started with A New Hope. 
I think that this would be both a good and bad thing. On the one hand, it would be great to see something besides the Skywalker family story on the big screen and not in the EU comics, novels, video games, etc. But on the other hand, fans, including myself, really want to see the Skywalker story go on and more than anything to see these characters that we've grown up with again, amongst other things that have been stated in the Star Wars fan communities across the world, which I won't mention here. Plus, it would make chronological sense. Anyway, guys, I would love to hear your thoughts on this, and like I said before, I really like your podcast. Thanks, Dane. P.S. I'm also going to have to disagree with you guys when you said that the CGI clone trooper armor looked good in Episode 2 and 3. That's where I found fault with the prequels, especially in Episode 3 when the troopers have their helmets off. It looks like Tamora Morrison's head is too big for his body in a couple of scenes, and the movements seem kind of awkward. Um... Okay, well, about the clone trooper thing, when I said the armor looked good, I'm pretty sure I was referring to just the troopers with the helmets on, because you can model and animate that kind of just like you would a battle droid, because you don't really need to see the faces. But yeah, some of the shots where you see multiples of Tamora Morrison all over the screen do look a little weird, I'll give you that. I'll um, say just that one shot where he moves as Obi-Wan's getting into a ship as he's moving around <laughs> the armor. One small shot where it didn't look that great. But everything else, the clones look awesome. Yeah, but just, I mean, during the battle sequences and stuff like that, yeah. I think they look pretty good. But maybe that's just me. Um, but then, uh, yeah, he asked a pretty cool question here about, you know, what uh, what might Episode 7 be about if it were set way in the future and didn't have anything to do with, uh, you know, the original trilogy. And he says, you know, he knows that's not going to happen. And I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, well, for one thing... I don't think they would even call it episode seven if they were going to do that. You yeah. know, episodes one through six all have some common story thread with Anakin Skywalker and Luke Skywalker. And if you're going to continue the story with episode seven, eight, and nine, it's got to be tied to that somehow. Um, but, you know, so I think for one thing, I mean, before I even talk about what they could be about, I think that's something that they might do with these new spinoff films. Um, I think that's something they have an opportunity to do, whether it's going way back in the past and, you know, doing Knights of the Old Republic stories or something like that, or going way far in the future when there's, you know, no more Luke, Han, Vader, anything like that, and telling completely new stories. Um, you know, I don't think that would work for a sequel trilogy because you have to have it kind of connected to the stuff that came before it. But if you're going to do a standalone movie, you can kind of jump to whatever part of the timeline you want and tell whatever story you want. So I think they've got some cool opportunities to see things there but um you know tim i don't know what about you if if there were going to be a movie set after episode six but so far ahead that there was no more luke or han or any of like the original trilogy characters is there like anything specific in there that you'd want to see um i would think i'd still want to see a mention or a connection to it because i'd actually be okay if then when we first got the announcement that they're making episode seven and they said it's going to take place like way after episode six. Like, I guess maybe the legacy time period, maybe like a hundred years after, somewhere like that. Just so there won't be any questions as far as like, where's Han? Where's Luke? Where's Leia? Knowing because we know they won't be around that long. Maybe Luke has a Force Ghost, if anything. But I actually wouldn't mind that if that if we knew that's what we we're getting. Because I think it could still work where you're setting it way in advance and you're just continuing. Like, you're seeing the new Jedi Order, I guess, in their prime like not just starting off with Luke rebuilding it, but that they've been rebuilt for a while and now we're seeing how they run the galaxy or patrol the galaxy in a new fashion that was different from the old Republic Jedi. 
And but also at the same time, maybe gets a few hints of maybe like what Luke did to rebuild the Jedi Order, maybe what trials he had to go through, just certain connections to that. So I'd be all for it. But if something happens now where like negotiations go bad with Mark, Her- Mark Hamill, Harrison Ford, Carrie Fisher, and they're not going to be in episode seven anymore, that'd be a big disappointment <laughs> where <laughs> we are expected to be in it, but now they're not because negotiations didn't go well or whatever the reason. But I, I think that it definitely could work if, if even if calling it episode seven and they're not going to be in it, but maybe you focus on the lineage of the Skywalker family and just the Jedi order that Luke set up. I don't think it necessarily had to be a spinoff movie if uh, the main characters weren't going to be in it. So I think I'm glad we are, there are going to be an episode seven Well, at least it's looking that way. I think for the most part, it's probably the best way to sort of the story just continuing on to actually see them in action again later on in their life. So I'm happy how everything's going, but I agree with you too, where, we could eventually see this too, like down the line once episode nine's all wrapped up and they've done a few spin-off movies, they're successful and they want to continue on. So maybe do some kind of with the legacy line, maybe this set in like a hundred years afterwards, episode nine or something like that. I don't know. But I think we're definitely gonna see some future storylines post episode nine. Definitely. Yeah, um, and you know, I think that would be cool to see. I'm kind of having some new thoughts about this as I'm thinking about it too, but um you know, I, I was thinking like for a spinoff movie, if it's not going to be tied into the main saga of the films, I mean, you could just use your imagination and run wild and tell any kind of story in the future with that. It could be about a random smuggler or bounty hunter, or it could be about some new major galactic conflict or something. But I mean, to answer your question specifically, Dane, um, you know, if this were going to be episode seven, Tim, I kind of agree with you that even if it weren't going to be about Han, Luke, and Leia. I think it would have to be tied to them somehow. But I think that actually could be really cool. I mean, you know, like you said, I love the idea of them coming back and doing episode seven. But if they weren't, I mean, if all of them had said, no, I don't want to be a part of this anymore, I think it also could have been really cool to see if a story set maybe like two or 300 years in the future. I mean, one of my problems with the legacy story is you know, Anakin is supposed to be the chosen one and bring balance to the force and destroy the Sith. And here we've got this comic story where like 150 years later, the Sith are totally like ruling the galaxy again, at least from what it seems to me. I mean, I haven't read any of those all the way through, but from what I know about it, it's like there are a lot of Sith and not many Jedi. Um, And I'm like, well, that sort of defeats the whole purpose of the movies. But I think if you set it really far ahead... Um, you know, and maybe retcon all the stuff, you know, wipe out the EU after episode six. So there's no Yuuzhan Vong war. There's no, you know, Darth Cadus or whatever. There's no, uh, you know, the stuff from the legacy comics so that you've had like two or 300 years of just peace. And it sort of harkens back to the original trilogy where people are talking about how, you know, maybe Leia was the first chancellor of this new Republic that's, you know, flourishing now and it's all peaceful and how Luke Skywalker restarted this Jedi order that, you know, even after he's gone, they're now, you know, back to being like the shining guardians of peace and justice. And they're not sort of being controlled by a corrupt Senate and they're not losing their power and all this kind of stuff where, you know, everything's good and then have a new threat emerge. Um, And, you know, maybe it would be, it would seem almost like episode one all over again, where maybe there is a new Sith threat And people are saying, like, oh, the Sith have been extinct and, you know, Anakin Skywalker restored 
balanced to the galaxy and wiped out the Sith and there's no more Sith, but you know, maybe enough time has passed that like a new threat could emerge and it could seem credible and not just like, Oh, come on, that's defeating the purpose of it. You know? Um, because it does seem a little bit naive to expect that, you know, just because Anakin destroyed the emperor and sacrificed himself, that there's never going to be another Sith Lord ever again. But I think there's a difference between, you know, 150 years later, the whole galaxy is dominated by Sith and maybe, you know, a few hundred years later after, you know, some time has passed for there to be some peace and quiet for a while. And then like this small threat emerges and everybody's like, whoa, what is that? You know, Um, and then it could be something that grows from there, but it's not just like full blown. Hey, we're back at war with the Sith. You know, it's something that kind of starts out from the shadows again, maybe a fallen Jedi, maybe an ancient spirit of the Sith Lord. I don't know. But, there, you know, there could be some interesting possibilities there. So um, I th- but, you know, if they were going to go that route, I definitely would like to see it still tied back in somehow. Like I said, the episode seven, if there aren't going to be characters from episode six, you would at least have to see like the effects of the original trilogy in this future time period. Um, but, you know, if you were going to do that and then run with, you know, new characters, new storylines, new locations, that could be cool too. So, um, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. Kind of what you said about the whole thing, as far as being like a time of peace, I'm really hoping that for episode seven, that hopefully from the end of episode six and episode seven, the majority of the time there was peace for the new republics after building. Sure. There's going to be some like fragments of the empire that they probably have to fight during that time. But for the most part, hopefully it was a peaceful time so we can get, like, this new threat, whatever it is, would kind of be, like, a shock and this, that. Well, they're not always been in battle, which is, oh, okay, and others, well, we'll just go ahead and take care of it. It's something big and different that they weren't expecting, so it can be a pretty big threat. But at the same time, too, it's, like, 30 or 40 years, whatever, after Return of the Jedi. It's not too long of a peace time, I guess, in the Star Wars universe, because it seems like there's always that war. It seems like the only time of peace was in the thousand years of the... Of the, I don't. It's not the old republic, but the republic during the prequel era. I guess in the EU, it's called after the Rusan uh, formation, reformation, or something like that. After Darth Bane and the yeah, Battle pretty of much Rusan. after Darth Bane. Yeah. Where well, that's pretty much when the Sith went into hiding. So the yeah. Jedi stopped being at war with the Sith. They thought all the Sith were extinct, and the Sith were really just hiding in the shadows, biding their time. But um, yeah, yeah, you know, it's it's funny because I I was just saying earlier that I hope they don't wipe out the EU, and now I'm like, well, you know. If they wiped out the EU and said that, you know, in between episodes six and seven, there had just been like 30 years, you know, 30, 40 years, whatever, of peace. And, you know, they built a new Republic. They built a new Jedi Order. Han and Leia had kids. And, you know, we get to episode seven and everything's happy. And then a new threat finally emerges. I think that could actually make the story more interesting. Um, So I don't know. I'm kind of maybe hoping they go that route now. But. You know, I'm not saying I hope they totally destroy all the EU stuff. You know, maybe some of that will still be in there. And you know what? Maybe, like you said, there's still going to be an Imperial remnant to fight. So, you know, I'm sure that could probably factor into the story somehow. And we know that they're talking about making a new animated series to replace the Clone Wars that they say is set in, you know, some new time period. But like I said before, it's most likely, I think, going to be in between episode six and seven to kind of fill in that gap. So that, you know, if this, if they have that series ready by chance, like before episode seven comes out, then we kind of start to fill in that gap and know where we're at when the movie comes out. Or even if it comes out after the fact, I mean, Clone Wars didn't come out till after Revenge of the Sith came out. So this new animated series could come out after episode seven and still kind of go back and fill in that gap in between six and seven. But I mean, it would be cool if 
you know, maybe that series was about Luke and the Rogue Squadron, you know, fighting the Imperial Remnant or something like that. Or, you know, they could even adapt a Grand Admiral Thrawn story arc for that new series. So I think there's still room for some of that stuff in there. But yeah, you know, if there was, um, you know, some of that lasting piece for a while and we could sort of see those effects in Episode 7, not just bring the same characters back, but see the effects that their actions have had on the galaxy at this point and then you know, things finally start to shake up again. That could be cool. Yeah, just like you said, I think it just serves the story better if there was a long period of peace before this new threat emerges because that's what worked well in the prequel. They had a thousand years of peace and no war in the Republic and then all of a sudden war erupts from within the Senate and it starts the Clone Wars and the Sith returns. So knowing that there was that big long gap of peace, I thought things serves the story better for the, the threat that arises. So hope that's the case with uh, episode seven. I know it's not going to be a thousand years, but hopefully it's the majority of the time frame between happy times for the Skywalker and Solo family. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, um, or, I mean, even if, if they do a spinoff film after episode nine that takes place way in the future, or even if they decide to continue the saga and do, you know, a 10, 11, 12, it might be cool to see them set that, way farther ahead than any of the previous movies have been set apart. You know, if they said it like a hundred years after episode nine, instead of 30 or something like that. And, you know, kind of do like what Dane was saying and have totally new characters. But if we, I think as long as we see, if it's going to be part of the main saga, I think as long as we see the effects and the impacts of the actions that the characters came before have had, that I think that would be all right. Because even though those characters aren't there, you're sort of still feeling their presence and sort of, you know, just seeing the impact that their actions have had in the other stories that you've seen. Yeah. Like if it said a hundred years after episode nine, the Jedi temple, I'd like to see a statue of Luke or something. Oh yeah. Yeah. How cool would that be? Or heck, even if the new, well, you know, Luke could do this in episode seven, but if the Jedi temple had a statue of, you know, Yoda or Obi-Wan or something like that, sort of as a tribute to the old Jedi order. Yeah, that'd be awesome. But um, as far as like the original trilogy cast members coming back, I mean, we said this before that it looks like they're all, all three of them are coming back. But for me, I actually wouldn't be too disappointed if um, not all of them are returning. To me personally, the only one that I'd really love to see in it would be Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker. I mean, I think he's the only one who has to be in Episode Seven. Hopefully, all of the new trilogy, but. Um, I think at least for episode seven, we'll see if he lives or dies in the movie remains to be seen. But I just think he's the one character from the OT who has to be in it just to kind of bridge that gap between the trilogies. And it's just out of all the characters, I think he's the one most fans want to see as an older Jedi, just seeing him how much he matured from the time after Return of the Jedi to see how wise he's become as a Jedi master, maybe seeing him more like Obi-Wan, which he probably will be. So I just think out of all three of them, he's the one who has to be in it for me personally. Yeah, I don't know. I, I kind of feel differently on that just because I think they should either, you know, set it far enough in the future so that none of those characters are going to be in it. Or if they're going to bring back any of them, they have to bring back all three of them. Because if you're going to bring back Luke and Han and Leia aren't going to be in it, you have to have an explanation for why they're not going to be in it, which is either going to be that they died in between six and seven and those characters are too iconic to just have an off-screen death that's explained in some dialogue. Like we want to see that on screen or if they're still alive and just aren't part of the story, then people are going to be like, well, why are we seeing Luke? But we're not seeing Han and Leia and, you know, Chewie and R2 and all those guys that are still out there somewhere. So, I mean, you know, if, if the, uh, if the main actors are coming back, which everyone, you know, there's still just rumors flying around, nothing confirmed yet, but everyone pretty much thinks they are. 
um, you know, I'm happy to see all three of them come back and I'm going to be, you know, it's going to be great to see all of them together again. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm not complaining that all three of them are going to be good, but um, I don't know, just for me, I think as far as saying that Luke is definitely the one I think who has to be in it. I'm, I can see what you're saying where like, yeah, Han and Leia, they're iconic characters who, if you see Luke, you want to gonna know what's, what's happened to them. I think you can probably get away with mentioning them, like where they're at and what they're doing, but not necessarily saying that they're dead. I think if the he mentions that they're dead. Yeah, that's something we definitely would have to see. But if they're still alive in the galaxy and he just maybe mentions where they are and what they're doing, I think that's, for me anyway, it would be okay if he was the only one in it and he just mentions them. But kind of like in uh, so like in episode four, you hear him mention the Emperor, but he's not in the movie. And But just the fact that you know they're popular characters and you want to see their outcomes and their fates, yeah, I agree with that. That's something we want to see on screen. But if they're still alive and... Uh, making their way in the galaxy. If that's just a mention that Luke gives, I'd be okay with that. Well, you know what? And I will say, I don't think all three of them need to be main characters. Um, yeah. You know, it doesn't need to be like the adventures of Han and Luke and Leia. If like you said, Luke kind of has the biggest role and he's like mentoring the younger characters of this younger generation of Jedi. And he, you know, sort of at first just mentions Han and Leia and maybe they show up later in the movie or even later in the trilogy. Um, you know, I'm not saying all three of them have to be like the central characters of this main trilogy or that they have to be in every movie in a starring role. But I think it, it's sort of more from a movie standpoint than an in-universe story standpoint. I mean, I, I agree that you could tell a good story just about Luke and the Jedi Order and not have Han and Leia in there because the the story itself would make sense. But from the larger viewpoint of you know, looking at this just as entertainment and as a Star Wars film, it's like if you're going to bring back original trilogy characters, you got to have Han and Luke and Leia in there somewhere, even if they're not all central to the trilogy. Yeah, the same that's just too. my I've, take on it. Yeah, I'm not expecting any of them really to have that big of a role in Episode Seven. I think out of all of them, Luke probably will, but I'm not getting my hopes up. Like you said, oh, they're going to be the main focus of the new trilogy again. No, actually, I'm kind of curious to see how much. Uh, amount of screen time they'll get but i'm not expecting too much really so um because hopefully not too many fans are thinking that they're going to be the main focus of this because that's all you're hearing in like news reports and entertainment outlets whenever episode seven comes up it's always about mark hamill Harrison Ford, carrie fisher coming back that seems like the main focus of episode seven right now but i i think it's going to be well at least for most diehard star wars fans it's probably going to be pretty well known that the story is going to really be passing down to the next generation and they're not going to be the main focus of that. I just wonder if uh, any other like Star Wars fans or general public fans are just expecting this to be another new trilogy just focused on Han, Luke, and Leia when I definitely think that's not going to be the case. Yeah, I hope not because, yeah, know, I mean, let's be honest, those guys are all too old to be running around doing, you know, all the fun action adventure stuff. I think there are definitely going to be some younger new characters too. I just think that because... Because the new trilogy is feeding off of the original trilogy, those are sort of the main characters that they want to secure first. Because you can bring in anybody to play, you know, a new character. I mean, hopefully they get good actors and stuff, but people aren't expecting you to bring in someone who looks a certain way or acts a certain way like they are with Han, Luke, and Leia because we already know those characters and we already know those actors. So I think that's just why they're making such a big deal out of it now, but... Yeah, I mean, I think they'll have significant roles. It's not going to be like a cameo or, you know, just one scene, but 
at the same time, yeah, I definitely think, I mean, maybe even episode seven will start off focusing on those. Maybe episode seven, they'll be the main characters and there'll be some younger supporting characters who end up being the main characters and sort of coming into their own by the end of the trilogy. But yeah, we'll see. I definitely don't think that the whole focus of the main trilogy is going to, or the whole focus of the new trilogy is going to be those same actors from the original ones. I think they're definitely going to sort of pass it on to a new generation, but, uh, yeah, I mean, again, it's all speculation at this point. We're just waiting to see, you know, who they cast, what the story's about. And until then it's just us throwing our opinions out there. But, uh, yeah, Dane, thank you for the email. Uh, glad you're enjoying the show. Thanks for listening. And, uh, to all you other guys out there, you know, feel free to send us emails, um, or, you know, leave a post on our Facebook page or something like that. And we'll respond to it. It's always good to have more stuff to talk about. Um, especially cause you know, past couple of weeks, we've just had sort of the normal, uh, rumors about casting and different actors talking about whether or not they'd want to be in it. I mean, kind of same old, same old stuff at this point, nothing really big or groundbreaking, but, uh, you know, I don't know, Tim, do we have any other, uh, rumors that we want to talk about this week? Yeah, there were a few, but kind of like you said, it's kind of the <laughs> same old, same old stuff. One of them was, uh, um, earlier in, uh, March uh, it was Excite Cosmic book news. They kind of had a, they said that one of the stories gave them possible uh, details on what the plot's going to be for episode seven. And it's nothing really new that we heard or stuff that we're speculating on already. It's that episode seven will be set 30 years after episode six, going to feature the Skywalker solo children coming to the peak of their powers, and that the Jedi Order has been rebuilt by Luke. But the only uh, thing that was kind of different, but I'm sure a lot of people are speculating on, was that the main threat for the Episode 7, anyway, is going to be that a disciple of Palpatine aims to rebuild the Sith armies of the Old Republic and destroy the Jedi, where the Skywalker children will be thrust into a battle and face their inner demons of their Skywalker lineage. That was the one new thing or plot point that I haven't heard too much on. But again, it's going back to the whole bringing the Sith back again. But I would think it would be kind of interesting for the Skywalker children or the Solo children um, if they are confronted with like the past of Anakin Skywalker and Darth Vader kind of having to deal with that in a similar way that Luke did, where I have, like, my father, Luke, was a great Jedi. He overcame the dark side, but then I have my grandfather, Anakin Skywalker, who didn't, which one am I going to lead towards more? So I think that can be for some interesting character moments or story developments there. Yeah, and I mean, you know, we've talked about before what we think for, like, villains coming back and the Sith and all that kind of stuff. And I, I think if they do have Sith in Episode Seven or in the new trilogy, it's got to be, you know, bringing them back has to seem credible. And I think yeah. one way to do that would be to tie it into, you know, tie it back to like maybe it's some Jedi that turned to the dark side during the Clone Wars and is just reemerging now, or maybe you know, like you said, it could be a disciple of Palpatine or something like that. I was thinking about it earlier, and I was like, you know, I kind of wish the Force Unleashed video game hadn't come out. I wish they had just had that story idea, and then, or at least maybe not had the part of the story where he turns back to the light side. Because how cool would it be for, you know, Luke's kids to have a showdown with Starkiller where, you know, it's like, oh, I was Vader's secret apprentice and he was going to use me to destroy the Emperor. But now Vader's dead and the Emperor's dead. So now I'm going to take power for myself. Yeah. And also, too, I'm just thinking, because we said before on the podcast that we don't want to see really just another Sith army or two Sith come back to kind of lessen what Anakin's role as a chosen one did. But maybe they can do something where there is a Jedi student or some student of Palpatine's like this rumor has where they're looking at the prophecy of the chosen one in a, in a way, too, where 
it has been fulfilled, but now the force is out of balance again because there's too many, like, there's light Jedi and now the dark side has been gone and this dark Jedi or student or whatever wants to restore balance to bring back, like, the move, move the light side and bring the dark side back. Or maybe he's someone who believes in that prophecy that Anakin did, but he wants to continue it where just to get rid of the Jedi and bring back balance to where there's only a few amount of Jedi and Sith or something like that where to kind of tie in where Anakin's prophecy as a chosen one to defeat the Sith was fulfilled, but now it's gone back out of balance where, yes, uh, the Sith have to come back and bring down the Jedi again. It was kind of like a, just like you, George Lucas even says, musical themes that repeat themselves. Maybe it's like an endless cycle that happens where something like there's a chosen one who has to take down whatever main power or side of the force is in power to bring it back to balance where it's, whether it's light or dark. So, so we'll see if they even go that route to bring up the prophecy of the chosen one. I don't, I really don't think so. <laughs> From what Disney's doing with Clone Wars and everything, I just get the feeling they want to, don't want to do too much of the prequel trilogy stuff <laughs> and just yeah. create their own new things. But I don't know, just one thing I was thinking of if they want to keep that idea of the prophecy intact. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I probably said this before, but I think if there's going to be a Sith, it should be one of Luke's students who falls to the dark side. Because, I mean, the thought of, you know, maybe like a disciple of Palpatine or he had maybe other Sith acolytes or something, I mean, that could be interesting, but then it's all just based on assumption because it's going to be some character we've never seen before and we're just supposed to assume that they were there for the whole original trilogy, you know, and was like another Sith person and we just never saw them. But I think it would be cool if Episode Seven had some new threat, you know, whether it's an Imperial Remnant or some other outside force or something like that, um, where, you know, but it's not any in any way like Sith related. And we have some established character in Luke's New Jedi Order who throughout the trilogy, um, you know, starts turning to the dark side. And then by Episode Eight or Episode Nine, they either, you know, they're just a dark Jedi or they progress proclaim themselves a new Sith Lord or something like that. Um, you know, I think it would be cool to see sort of the evolution of, you know, someone becoming a Sith and, uh, you know, you, you could make it a different sort of a different fall than Anakin had because his really was motivated by Padme and a distrust of the Jedi and something like, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, and this one could be more power or greed motivated or, you know, like you said, it could have something to do with interpreting the prophecy of the chosen one where, you know, maybe one of the Jedi thinks there's too much light in the galaxy and isn't the force supposed to be in balance. Isn't there supposed to be a light and a dark side? So they decide, Hey, I'm going to be the dark side, you know? Um, so something like that could be cool. Yeah. Cause it's going back to the whole, uh, chosen one prophecy thing. I mean, even the Jedi themselves question episode three, Yoda even said the prophecy misread could have been. So they're not really sure what that prophecy is. I mean, I think most fans assume it was fulfilled when Darth Vader, Anakin killed Emperor Palpatine and brought that down the Sith Empire. At the same time, too, I kind of look at it. He could probably fulfilled the prophecy, too, in episode three when he kind of really brought balance to the force where he destroyed the Jedi. And there was only two Sith and him and uh, Palpatine. And the only two Jedi were Obi-Wan and Yoda. So it's like you really don't know exactly what the fulfillment of that prophecy is exactly. Because not even the Jedi really knew, as Yoda mentioned. So like right. we both mentioned, maybe it's a disciple of Palpatine or a student of Luke who was interpreting the prophecy in a different way. And that's somehow the Sith come back in a different way or form. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting. I see the whole prophecy thing as like 
you know, yeah, I think Anakin destroying the Jedi in episode three was part of it. And then he destroys Palpatine and destroys himself in Return of the Jedi and sort of just gives a fresh slate, you know, a fresh start for the Jedi and for the Republic. Um, because also, I mean, yeah, the Republic was becoming corrupt and even with a Sith Lord at the top of it, which they didn't know, but you know, the Senate was corrupt and people were greedy and there was, you know, the trade Federation and the separatists and all that kind of stuff. It's like, yeah, it was bad that the empire took power, but at the same time, if you think about it, the Republic kind of needed a fresh start. Um, and so did the Jedi where they're talking about how they're losing their power and things are clouded by the dark side and stuff like that. So, um, you know, I think, by destroying the Republic and destroying the Jedi and then destroying the Sith and the Empire and sort of letting the Jedi and the Republic come back into power, but having a fresh start on things and getting to start over, I think that's how Anakin restored balance. But that's that's my take on it. Yeah, I'm kind of in agreement there. I think there was the whole process thing was two parts. He fulfilled one in episode three and then episode six. But yeah. yeah, we'll just see where they go. I mean, we could be completely wrong in all this. <laughs> right, right. There's going to be no Sith, no Empire, something completely new. I mean, yeah, but that's kind of the fun of speculating exactly, about it yeah. at this point. But uh, all right, so any other uh, rumor stuff we wanted to mention? Um, the only other rumor story was that another possible uh, spinoff rumor movie about uh, Obi Wan and Darth Maul. This is coming from uh, the same uh, site actually that had the previous story at Cosmic Book News. The same possible spinoff movie might be take place between episode three and four and set, may feature Ewan McGregor reprising his role as Obi-Wan and exile on Tatooine and that the villain could be Darth Maul hunting down Obi-Wan on Tatooine, which also could involve the five-year-old Luke Skywalker. And when I first read this, I just kind of thought, well, did this person just look at Star Wars visionaries and <laughs> get that idea from that uh, comic short story? Because it sounds exactly just like that, which is a pretty cool story in that comic book, but I don't know. We'll see if this one pans out, but it just to me sounds like it was. It sounds just just like that comic book to be something that the Disney or Lucasfilm people would be wanting to do as far as a spinoff movie right now. I think it'd be awesome to see, but I don't know. I'm just not buying into this particular one right now. Right, right. Yeah, I think. I mean, I'm not going to discredit it because it could happen, mm-hmm. but you know, I'm taking it with a big grain of salt. I'm like, that could be something they do at some point. That's definitely something I'd like to see, but I'm not buying into the fact that it's like, you know, already greenlit. And that's one of the ones that they're definitely planning to do. Um, although, you know, it's interesting. We heard a thing with you uh, and McGregor a couple weeks ago where he said, Oh, it'd be cool to do an Obi-Wan spinoff movie and kind of see what he's doing in the desert in between episodes three and four. And, you know, the climax of that could be Darth Maul coming back and going after him. Um, and especially since they canceled the Clone Wars, and if we're not going to get, you know, any sort of animated resolution to Darth Maul's storyline, then uh, sort of resolving that in a spinoff movie could be cool. On the other hand, though, I don't know that that's the best thing to do a movie about just because, I mean, you know, Star Wars appeals to a huge audience. And if you put out a new Star Wars movie in theaters, a bunch of people are going to go see it. And I guarantee you a lot of them have not been watching the Clone Wars and they're probably just going to be like, how the heck did Darth Maul come back? You killed him in yep. episode one. So, yeah. um, you know, unfortunately, I think that's something for a slightly more niche audience, but I do hope we get a resolution to that storyline at some point. Yeah, or better yet, if they do that, just do a live action adaption of those Clone Wars episodes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> like whatever episodes they had written. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see if that one comes out, but... I don't know. I, I'm still thinking more of the original spin-off stories that have 
been rumored about early on, like the Han Solo, Boba Fett, and Yoda. I think we'll see those ones before the Obi-Wan Darth Maul story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we also have, uh, I'm just looking at our Twitter feed here to see what other uh, updates we had posted. And there was one, I think it came out right after our last episode, where somebody, like some news station did a video interview with Harrison Ford for a new movie that he's promoting, but they asked him about episode seven and he didn't confirm anything officially, but he kind of had that twinkle in his eye and was saying like, he's excited about it and it's going to be fun and basically made it sound like, yeah, this is probably going to happen. And, you know, I can't tell you guys yet, or it's still not like a hundred percent official, but he, he says in the video that he's excited about coming back for star Wars and that, for me, I mean, I just had a huge grin on my face after watching <laughs> yeah. that because even though we've heard all these rumors and, you know, ever since almost ever since episode seven was announced, you know, it seemed like shortly after that people were kind of assuming that Harrison Ford was the only one who wouldn't come back for it. And he said, you know, yeah, I might be interested in it. And we're like, oh, well, if we could get him back, then we'll get the whole gang back together. But, you know, and there have been more and more rumors since then up to this point where now it seems like, yeah, it's pretty, pretty certain that all three of them are going to come back, but still, I mean, to hear the words from his own mouth and just to see him smiling about it and saying, you know, to hear Harrison Ford saying he's excited about coming back to star Wars. I was like, yes. I had the exact same reaction. I mean, mean, like you said, we've heard, we've read the rumors about it, but actually seen video of him saying he's excited about star Wars and it looks like it's going to happen. It was like, yeah, it brought a smile to my face too. (laughs) I never thought I'd see Harrison Ford say that again. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know, it's funny. He gets such a sort of bad reputation among the fans as like the one Star Wars actor who doesn't want anything to do with it and doesn't like being a part of it. And I think there's sort of a difference between being a part of the actual films and being a part of like the huge fan community and, you know, going to conventions and all that kind of stuff. I mean, people like, you know, Anthony Daniels and Peter Mayhew and guys like that that are at like every Star Wars convention. I mean, that's pretty much all they do. And I'm not trying to, you know, discredit them as actors or anything or say that, you know, they wouldn't have a life outside of Star Wars or anything like that. But I mean, there are certain people involved with Star Wars who stay involved with it and go and, you know, promote it and do the conventions and the interviews and come back to spoof it on Robot Chicken and all that kind of stuff. And then there are the people like Harrison Ford and Ewan McGregor who, you know, go on to have successful careers outside of Star Wars. It's like, that's not the only thing they do. So they might not want to, you know, go to convention with a bunch of diehard nerds because, you know, that's not the only thing they want to be known for. You know, they're successful actors and they have a lot going on and, you know, maybe want to be recognized for other parts of their work that they've done besides just being known as, oh, that one guy that was in Star Wars. But, um, you know, so if they don't want to go around and, you know, go to Comic-Con and Celebration and all that kind of stuff, that doesn't necessarily mean that they totally want to have nothing to do with it. And it's like, I'm sure they had fun, you know, working on the movies. And when you hear Harrison Ford or Ewan McGregor say, yeah, I might like to come back and do that. It's like, you know, it might seem surprising, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, you know what, who wouldn't want to come back and do Star Wars again? Yeah, I, I agree with that. But at the same time, too, Harrison Ford has said things like about his the Han Solo character in particular, where it wasn't one of his, uh, I guess, more challenging roles where he didn't think the character had that much depth to him or there wasn't much he could do with that any more than what he did in the three movies. And yeah, he said he had fun with it. He's glad he did it. But he always said, but I'm done with that now. That's the character I finished and there's really not much more I can do with it. So that's where, for me anyway, it always came from where I don't think he would ever do it again because he felt like as, as an actor and creatively, he did all he could with the character and that was it. So hearing this and seeing that video was like, 
like you said, just brought a smile to my face and it was something I didn't think I was here because of the past thing that he'd said about Han Solo. Yeah. Well, and you know what, even if he says, Oh, I think I've done everything I can with the character, you know, setting it in a newer time period now where all those characters are older, it's like, well, that gives you a chance to do something a little bit different with it because he never got to play a Han Solo who was married to Leia and had kids or, you know, I don't know if he's going to be a Republic pilot or if he's going to be retired or whatever, but it's, you know, it's going to be a different Han Solo than we saw in the original trilogy. You know, Han, Luke, and Leia, they're all going to be in a different place in their lives, and they're going to have different roles in the story. So, um, you know, maybe that's what made him decide to come back, was he's like, enough time has passed now that I could maybe actually get a chance to do something different with the character. Yeah, and he always said, too, before that, he always preferred Indiana Jones over Han Solo and would love to come back for that, which he did, of course. I wonder if doing that kind of, after his experience doing Indiana Jones again, maybe he thought to himself, well, maybe I could do Han Solo again and as an older self, like you said, in different circumstances. So maybe that all helped play into it for him being excited to coming back again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who knows what made him decide to do it, but as long as he's coming back, I'm happy. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, let's, let's not question him about it too much in case we make him change his mind or something. Exactly. Let's not make him regret his decision. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And then, you know, the last thing I wanted to mention, um, I thought this was interesting. A friend of mine who's getting into acting sent me this today. Um, and it's a post to a Disney casting, uh, a link to a Disney casting website where they have a post. And I think th- it says this is posted for March 20th. Um, and it says casting for the Walt Disney Studios feature film, Star Wars Episode 7. And uh, I won't read the whole post here, but it goes into a long description. It's talking about, you know, all the people directing and producing it. And it's going to be set after episode six. And it says Harrison Ford is the first actor officially on board. Um, And it's talking about all these different locations where they're filming. They say uh, filming will begin with battle scenes being shot on a quarry overlooking the sprawling blue water complex not far from London. And filming will also take place in various locations in Los Angeles and New Mexico, um, they talk about how it's an original story, how Lawrence Kasdan and Simon Kinberg are involved with it. They say that they're going to be uh, spinoff movies with a young Han Solo, Boba Fett, and Yoda. Um, and, you know, it goes on to say stuff about Michael Arndt and J.J. Abrams. And they've got, um, like, addresses for people you can send your resumes and headshots and stuff like that, too, for, you know, casting directors and stuff like that. Um, and so I thought this was really intriguing. I kind of was like taking it with a grain of salt because it looks legit. I mean, I don't know. I've never seen this website before, but, um, you know, they've got like, like I said, the contact information for casting people and, um, you know, the, just the way this is written, it sounds pretty official. Like they're talking about all the people involved with the movie and stuff. The only thing that kind of made me go, wait a second, was the fact that this is from like two weeks ago and they're saying all this stuff like that Harrison Ford is officially on board. Actually, later in the post, it also says that uh, Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher are coming back. And, um, you know, I'm like, OK, well, maybe this is legit because, you know, if anybody would know, it would be these casting people. But at the same time, um, you know, this isn't on some big, well-known news website or anything. But still, it's the Internet. Somebody's going to find this and tell yeah. other people about it. And I'm like you know, if this is true, why haven't I heard about it yet? And, you know, why is this the first place I'm hearing that there's official casting announcements and that not, you know, on starwars.com or something like that? Um, I mean, you know, maybe they're trying to keep it all hush hush for, you know, just for actors that they're trying to recruit. But, you know, I didn't have to like log into this website or anything. It's a public thing. So anybody can see it. Um, And so I'm just kind of 
you know, I don't know if, if any of you guys out there are interested in checking it out. It's at uh, DisneyCasting.org. Um, I actually might after this go and post a link to it on our Facebook or Twitter page. Um, just if you guys want to take a look at it and see what you think. But, you know, like I said, I think it's interesting. It does kind of look legit. I might do some more digging around on the Internet and see if this is a reputable website or anything. But, um, you know, at the same time, just some of the stuff that they're mentioning in this that is, you know, they're making it sound like official announcements. I'm like, wait, I haven't heard any of that yet. So it's kind of making me scratch my head a little bit. But, uh, you know, I just thought that was interesting and thought I'd share that with you guys. So, you know. Uh, yeah, the, do it. Do with it what you want. But yeah, at the same time, too, um, at least with the Star Wars prequels and everything, I don't remember too many websites or any like StarWars.com making official announcements announcements about casting calls too often. I mean, it's not really something that gets a lot of coverage on fan sites. I think it. Oh right, yeah, no, it has. Like with some certain superhero movies, I always see like casting calls for this new movie, but you don't hear about it too much. So it could be something that's legit. I mean, yeah, no, I'm not saying that I was expecting to see a casting call on StarWars.com, but just the fact that the post mentions, you know, they say like Harrison Ford was the first actor to officially come on board and that uh-huh. Harrison Ford and or that uh, Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher are also set to star in the movie. Yeah. I'm like, wait a minute, we've heard all those rumors going around, but if this is official, why haven't I heard anything yet? Which also yeah. made me wonder, yeah, maybe all the contracts have already been signed and everything and they're just waiting till, you know, celebration europe or san diego comic-con or something like that to make the official announcement and they're just keeping it waiting in the wings for now but i don't know exactly to see. it could have been some that maybe wasn't supposed to get out where it is a done deal like like it says in that report but it wasn't supposed to get out just yet yeah and so I mean, yeah. but again i mean if this were posted yesterday i probably would think it's totally legit i'm just thinking if this was posted it was posted march 20th i'm like that's almost two weeks ago why hasn't anyone started spreading this around that those official casting announcements have been made. So, yeah, yeah I don't know if it's true or not, but... Yeah, uh, well, regardless, you ready to send our uh, profile pictures to get cast as a Jedi in the cast? Oh, heck yeah. No, no, you can send in your picture for a Jedi if you want. I'm going to send in a full body shot of me being 6'8 and say, hey, I'm going to play a <laughs> I don't know if I'm quite tall enough to live up to Peter Mayhew in the seven foot three Chewbacca suit, but I could be Chewbacca's son or something. Yeah, I'm gonna have to let my beard grow out and then get a Jedi robe and send a picture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, uh, yeah, I just thought that was an interesting tidbit that I'd close out with. But uh, other than that, I think that's pretty much all the stuff we had to talk about this week, right, Tim? Um, for the most part, yeah. The only thing I wanted to mention was uh, the news that broke out two days ago at uh, WonderCon was that, uh, which I think is pretty cool. Dark Horse announced a new comic series called The Star Wars which is uh, pretty much going to be comic adaptions of uh, the early screenplays of Star Wars by George Lucas, where it's going to focus on like Anakin Starkiller, General Luke Skywalker, Han Solo is an alien. And they have a few preview clips of what the art's going to be. It looks really cool. It's taken from those. You can tell the styles from the Ralph McQuarrie concept drawing from the early stages of it. I just think it's a really cool thing that they're doing to adapt some of the early uh, Star Wars drafts that Lucas came up with. We'll see exactly how different they were going to be from the movies because I know we always know he went through several different traps and different ways the characters are going to be. But I just think it's a cool thing that they're doing, just taking the abandoned story ideas and turning it into a, like an Elseworlds comic book story. So I think it's definitely cool. So I'm definitely going to check out. I think it comes out in September. It's going to be an eight issue miniseries. So I think that's something Star Wars fans will definitely want to check out because it looks really cool. 
Yeah, yeah, that sounds cool to me too. I don't know if I'm going to like jump on at opening day. Um, you know, maybe you can uh, check it out. Let me know how it is. It's you know, it sounds intriguing. I guess the only thing for me is I was like, you know, for one thing, we definitely know that this is non-canon because it's you know yeah. sort of like the main story of episode four, just with a lot of changes made to it. So it's not like this fits in between any of the movies or anything like that. And the other thing is, it's like you know, it's cool that they're revisiting that story, but if that was a really good story, then why didn't George Lucas just tell that one? You know. Um, <laughs> I'm sure there are going to be people out there who's like that. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm not like super skeptical about it. I'm not saying it's going to suck or anything like that. But um, I mean, and I'm not like a huge comic book fan in general. I've only read like a certain few. I've really just read like two uh, Star Wars comic stories all the way through. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's definitely at least an intriguing idea, I think. And if you're into comics and into sort of that retro style Star Wars and stuff like that, then it's probably something you want to check out. The only other thing I was thinking too, like this is the way they're maybe setting up the Elseworld Star Wars universe, maybe what the EU is going to end up being. Because everyone's going to know this is obviously not going to be in canon. Like you said, it's going to be like an other world, other universe type thing. And maybe it's the start with saying, well, maybe some of the EU stories are going to be falling in line. So like an parallel universe or an Elseworlds type thing that most comics do. I just wonder if they're planting the seeds for that. Or just in case the next trilogy overrides some EU stuff, that's the way of saying, okay, the EU is kind of like the Elseworld of the Star Wars universe. But they're, yeah, they're just planning ahead right now. But even if they do do that, I mean, the rest of the EU isn't going to fall in the same category with this because yeah. you don't have, you know, Anakin Starkiller or whatever. The oh, yeah, they just might be doing like what DC be. does, have like 52 parallel Earths and Star Wars and have 52 <laughs> parallel universes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if they, if they end up overriding some EU stuff with Episode 7, I'm okay with that. But for the most part, I like that Star Wars mostly fits within one continuity. And anything that doesn't isn't like a parallel universe. It's like, you know, hey, just so you know, this is just a made up what if non-canon storyline, like the Infinity stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Or Visionaries or whatever it is. Yeah, because like what if this is really successful and it continues on and then you have a crossover event where Luke meets uh, the other <laughs> Luke from this original Star Wars story. So, I mean, that's going to be a little too comic booky, I think, for Star Wars to get into. So hopefully I don't think it'll go that route. Yeah. No, but, uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, that's, uh, it sounds like an interesting idea and something you comic book fans out there might want to check out. But, uh, other than that, I think that's pretty much it for this week, right, Tim? Yep. Okay, cool. Well, uh, to Paul and Dane, uh, thank you guys again for sending us your, uh, comments and questions, uh, for us to read on the show. It's always great to have feedback from our listeners. Um, for any of you other guys out there that want to send us, comments questions thoughts criticisms anything like that um you know discussion topics to talk about on the show it's always good to have more stuff to talk about um you can go ahead and shoot us emails at kyle at clonewarspodcast.com or tim at clonewarspodcast.com uh you can uh tweet us at uh on twitter at star wars tsc and you can go find our star wars the saga continues facebook page like our page and leave us a comment on there and uh you know, like I said, if we get more comments, we can read those on the show and respond to you guys' feedback. And uh, so, yeah, that'll be good to have uh, more responses from the listeners. And uh, like I said, next time we're planning to have a guest on and we'll spend a good long time talking about Season 5 of The Clone Wars and looking back on that. And, uh, yeah, thank you guys for listening, and we will see you next time. May the Force be with you. See you, everyone. <laughs>